Hello and welcome to the Curious Choice Leader podcast. I'm your host, Becca Brito, and it's time to step into your leadership one curious choice at a time. This show is dedicated to helping experts like you become the leader you want to be, to create working worlds that work for you, your business and everyone connected with it, whether it's your own business or someone else's. With unemployment rising and more and more companies making people redundant, I'm having a lot of conversations with people about the merits of becoming a freelancer or a contractor. According to IPSI, the Association of Independent Professionals and the Self-Employed, approximately 6% of the UK workforce are freelancers. And since typically when we see high redundancy levels, we see an increase in the number of people freelancing, they're expecting this percentage to go up. But before you decide if you should join that movement, what are the things you need to consider? So, are you ready? Let's get curious about becoming a freelancer and make some choices about the employment status that's right for you. Deciding what's next in your career isn't easy at the best of times, but during a recession caused by a global pandemic, there's even more pressure around deciding what to do next. If you're currently employed, is it best to stay put rather than making your next career move? If you've been made redundant, should you look for another job or is now the time to go freelance or set up your own business? Whichever of these questions or variants of them you're considering, only you know the right answer and only you can make the right decision for you and your circumstances. In this episode, we're going to focus on considering if becoming a freelancer is a good option for you. And whatever your situation, you'll probably find that some of the questions posed and things I'm going to suggest people consider before freelancing are going to help you with your decision making too. As a freelancer myself, I know all too well what it's like moving from a corporate role to working for yourself. I made the transition in the last recession, so I understand the mix of excitement and fear that go with building a business in a tough set of economic circumstances. In more recent years, I've also worked with countless others who are making the same transition, so I'm able to share learnings from their experiences too. As a freelancer, I'm able to focus on the work that I love doing most, and I have to admit that I love working with individuals who are making this kind of transition. It's wonderful to watch clients who started working with me when they were having a mid-career crisis. You know, when you're good at what you do, and it's all okay, but the thought of keeping doing what you're doing until you retire leaves you feeling a bit empty. Figure out what the next best step is for them, and then flourish as they make it happen. When you get this decision right, everything else is just better. People's whole body language changes, and they get excited about the work they're doing and where it fits with the rest of their life. And here's the thing, what's right for one person isn't right for another. Only you can decide what's right for you and your life. But you can get help exploring all your options and considering all the angles as you make that choice. So, what are some of the things you need to think through if you're considering becoming a freelancer? It's important to be realistic about what's involved in being a freelancer. After a bad day at the office, or maybe after being made redundant, when you find yourself without a job through no fault of your own, It's very easy to find yourself sticking the metaphorical finger up at corporate life and thinking it'd be much easier if you ruled the world and people would just work your way. Freelancing would be so much easier after all, wouldn't it? You could just do the work, get paid, and that would be that. After all, that is what we're often told freelancing is. If we've worked alongside freelancers or contractors, that's probably what we've seen and what other people have said. You don't have to spend very long on social media to hear from celebrity business gurus who've got best-selling books and award-winning businesses telling you that you too can have that dream lifestyle of almost no work, sitting maybe on a beach while the money just quietly rolls in. 
Dig a bit further and look behind the smoke and mirrors and the picture is very different. If you're seriously considering becoming a freelancer, one of the skills you're going to need, whatever field of work you're in, is critical thinking. The ability to really think things through. When you come across these too-good-to-be-true sounding offers, please apply your brain. If you want to talk more about the flaws in some of these businesses and the damage they can do to your business, let's talk. Maggie Patterson's BS Free Service Business Podcast also makes great internet business myth-busting listening. Being a freelancer means running a business, and there's work involved in doing that on top of the work you'll be doing for your clients. Especially when you start out, you're going to be a company of one, so you'll have to do everything yourself. You'll go from having whole departments who help you do your job, to being the accounts, IT, sales and marketing departments just for starters. There's a lot to set up and to learn, and sometimes so much advice and so many opinions that it's easy to get overwhelmed. If you've worked in a large company, your knowledge of how the other departments really function may be limited, and the learning curve can be steep. Think about how you feel about this kind of challenge and the level of support you're going to need. Is this something that excites you? Can you afford to pay for the specialist help when you need it? You should also consider how self-motivated you are. It's time to be really honest with yourself. If you're the kind of person who works best when other people set your targets or needs others to motivate you, working for yourself is going to be hard. If, on the other hand, you're very self-motivated and driven, you'll find working for yourself much easier, but you'll have to make sure your work doesn't become all-consuming. Another thing to consider is how important is being part of a team to you. If you're freelancing or contracting, you're going to be spending more time as a team of one and only being a transient member of other people's teams. Yes, there are freelancer and contractor groups and over time you'll build your own support network of fellow business owners. But if you're the kind of person who needs the team around them as much as possible, you'll probably find the freelancer life hard. On the other side of the same spectrum, not being part of a team or an organisation means you're not part of the office politics in the same way. Yes, you still have to watch you don't get used as a pawn in somebody else's power plays, but you have to do that when you're an employee too. For many people, this is one of the best things about contracting or freelancing. Then let's think about money. The headline numbers that you sometimes see on contractor and freelancer rates can look very high if you're an employee, and it can seem that freelancers earn more for doing the same work. And in some ways, they do. But what's covered by that payment is very different. As a freelancer, that's all the money you get. There's no benefit scheme, no holiday pay, no sick pay. You need to cover all your costs, your taxes, your training, your equipment. You need to pay for your accounts to be done, for the software you use. The list goes on. As a freelancer, you only get paid when you work. And especially early on, many people experience periods of both feast and periods of famine. What you need to think about here is how important is a consistent income to you? How much risk are you willing and able to take with your income? I always encourage people to consider who else is impacted by the risks to your income too. If you have a family, you may well want to manage your risks differently than if you're single or if your children have left home. The financial rewards can be high working for yourself, and you need to decide where the balance of risk and reward sits for you. Right now, the financial climate for contractors and freelancers is stark. Here in the UK, many didn't benefit from the government's pandemic support measures, And the changes to the IR35 tax legislation have made many employers wary of engaging freelancers and contractors. That said, the need for a flexible workforce is greater than ever, with the need for changes to cope with the post-pandemic world and Brexit, which may not be in the headlines, but is still a very imminent reality. Add to this the economic realities of a recession, 
meaning that many companies will redeploy internal resources where they can to save having to make them redundant, even if normally using a freelancer would mean they got the job done faster and better. Frustrating as that is for freelancers, we also have to understand them doing the right thing for the people they've given employment to. It's another area to think through. Ipsy are reporting a 25% drop in income for freelancers and significant increases in the amount of time people are spending not working. Being employed can mean some insulation and protection from tough economic times, but it also means you have very little control or influence over what happens with your organisation. Your company could decide to take a course of action that means your job goes and there'll be very little you can do about it. As a contractor or freelancer, you've got more control over your future. There's always something else you could try to get more work. So you need to decide which of these factors is more important and attractive to you. And talking of getting more work, as a freelancer, you're going to be the one lining up your jobs. You're going to have to get comfortable with selling what you do and asking people for work. You may have the option of using an agency to help you, but that will cost you some of what you earn. And managing your relationship with agencies and your network who may be able to help you get work in the future takes time and effort. As a freelancer, building and maintaining your network is going to be an essential activity. As a freelancer, being really clear about what it is that you do and the problem that you solve for clients is going to make it much easier to find work. So, as you're deciding if freelancing is for you, I recommend you take some time to think this through. What is it you're offering? Think about your experience, not just in terms of what an employer wants when you apply for a job, but as someone who could come and fix a particular problem for a company. How can you show the results you can get for this type of work? Being a freelancer does allow you to focus on the kind of work that you love to do. You have the choice about which bits of work to take, the choice about who you work with and when. You get to choose what you want to specialise in and take that specialism and apply it to different companies in different settings. That freedom and flexibility is why many freelancers choose to be freelancers in the first place. The final thing I'd encourage people considering freelancing to think about is what they love about what they do, and if they're still going to get that when they're working for themselves as a freelancer. We all like to make a difference and to create a legacy, and depending on what you do and doing it successfully means to you, you may or may not be able to get that as a freelancer. It's up to you to decide. So in this episode, we've considered many of the things we need to think about if we're considering becoming a freelancer. We've talked about how it's important to make a decision that's right for you based on your circumstances and what matters to you about work. It's about where the right balance is for you between the risks and the rewards, how important being part of a team is for you, how you feel about running a business and looking for more work, what motivates you and what problems you could be solving for clients. It's a lot to think through, but investing the time in doing that thinking will allow you to make decisions that are great for you, which is going to leave you motivated about your work. If it all seems daunting and makes freelancing seem like an unattractive option, then maybe it's not the best one for you. And that's totally okay. It isn't for everyone. If you've already decided, brilliant. Let's get going. If, however, you're still not sure, that's okay too. Thinking this through properly is important. Knowing when to get expert help is part of being a freelancer. And if you need help working through this decision for yourself, let me know and let's talk. The things I've shared in this podcast are based on my experiences and some will be more relevant to you than others. It's up to you to choose what you're going to do with the information I've shared. That's what being a curious choice leader is all about, getting curious about your situation and then making choices that are right for you and your business. The question I'd like to leave you with for this episode is, how would being a freelancer work for you? 
If you found this episode useful, I would love it if you would subscribe and share it with others who you think would find it useful too. If you want to find out more about becoming a Curious Choice Leader or working with me, visit thecuriouschoiceleader.com where you'll also find a full transcript of this and all our previous episodes. Thank you for listening and I look forward to talking again soon.